hello every and anybody who listens to this podcast and I'm sad to report I think that excludes my parents. Um, it is Yasmin here and I am by my lonesome self this week. Um, Emily has big girl responsibilities and um, she's quite busy and so I kicked her off because I'm doing nothing with myself and I can't have that kind of pressure um, surrounding me so I decided to go solo for the week until her schedule's kind of relaxed because my schedule's just relaxed all of a sudden but you know that's moot point. Um, So this is gonna be really boring because it's literally just me by myself um, and there's no one to bounce off of, nobody to laugh when I say something stupid. It's just going to be me laughing and then kind of um, tapering off into uh, absolute silence. So I'm really happy that you're here. Um, we had a whole episode kind of mapped out and had decided what we were going to talk about. But, um, well, I can't tease it too much, you know, I've got to keep the suspense going but I wanted to talk about something that's pretty unique to me um, and that is deciding to move abroad and shift your whole life to another country that you're not really um, that familiar with Um, and the decision making process behind that and what it's like to pull yourself away from everything you've known your whole life not be crying um and start fresh and start new somewhere else so uh this is the story of how uh one july night i decided to apply to grad school in a foreign country and uh make the move and yeah well oh gosh this is hard doing it by myself i also just for context i'm sitting on my bed i've got my laptop open in front of me and it's got like all my notes about what I want to talk about and by notes I mean I've got four bullet points of things that like potentially give me content um and I'm sitting on a fish blanket it's a blanket that's decorated with fish some someone made it for me back in like middle school and um I don't think I even talked to the person that gave it to me anymore I mean not not in a bad way but um I just love this blanket I've never it's moved like four times with me And um, actually, when I moved abroad, I brought it on the plane with me and I looked ridiculous. I just, uh, you know, I had this huge blanket that's got fish on it. Let's see. It's got a turtle, a green turtle. Um, What are those things called that? um, The little seahorses. Oh, crabs. It's got all sorts of things on it. Um, And so, yeah, I brought that on the plane with me. But that's just the context of me doing it by myself. I shut the windows so the neighbors don't think that I'm just talking to myself alone. Um, But yeah, so here we go. I don't really... How do you transition by yourself? Oh, God, I don't know how people do this. So like I mentioned... (laughs) Oh, God. Like I mentioned, um, back in July of 2020... We had been in lockdown for, hmm, March, April, May, June, July, so five, give or take five-ish months. And the stir craziness was definitely, um, definitely beginning to ripen. It was actually interesting. I saw a TikTok the other day that was about how when everybody was in lockdown, there was no such thing as FOMO. 
and then now that people are coming out of lockdown obviously like you can get FOMO again because people are starting to get things but I was having serious FOMO um for what I don't know I just needed I was like having a FOMO fear of missing out on life so FOMO oh well FOMO whatever um so I was, I was, I was turning, you know, I was turning 24 that year. I was having a major critical moment of what am I doing? What is happening next? And of course, I mean, everybody was, we were in a pandemic and I know a lot of people who the pandemic changed everything for them. People who left careers that they'd had for years and years and moved on to new things or finally took up hobbies that they'd always wanted to take up or X, Y, and Z. And, um, it, it was a big thing for people mentally um and it was a huge thing for me mentally I mean we talk a lot about mental health and um especially how the the pandemic's kind of exacerbated a lot of mental health issues that people kind of had shoved to the side and and were I mean we're dealing with but we're managing to kind of deal with daily because they had to deal with it to go on with life and then all of a sudden you were exposed to a pandemic where you were stuck at home and these things, these coping mechanisms that you unintentionally learned how to do and process, um, you know, they weren't working anymore because we weren't getting on the bus and going to work in the morning and being distracted by your job and the people that you see, etc. X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's how it was for me. Um, it was very much a, oh my goodness, I am now being majorly confronted by the fact that I have no idea what I want and I have no idea what comes next. And um, for context, I'm doing my master's of social work. Um, I'm not going to out myself and say where or, I mean, I think I did in my, the first episode that we did, but I'm not going to further out myself from that. But I am doing my master's of social work. And social work have been something that I've been kind of like, I've been toying with for a while because it, it, merged together everything that I love doing studying justice and social justice issues and and being aware of of how we can help make systems better to help make issues better but also working with young people and with children and with communities and families and um, that was kind of the perfect marriage between the two Um, and no I've not been practicing that specific phrase every day of my life because every time ask me, someone asks me what a social worker does that's not the exact definition that I give <sighs> anyways it was hitting June and I kind of had you know f- from March which is when we went into lockdown it was hitting June and I didn't know what was happening and I was spending every single day in bed and all these people you know on TikTok on Twitter on Instagram were like well I'm spending lockdown getting in shape and I'm spending lockdown learning how to do a hobby and I'm spending lockdown getting you know closer to my partner and and I was like well I'm in bed what does that make me (laughs) and I mean I was I was spending every single day in bed I think I watched the west wing in its entirety like seven times I started and finished madam secretary in like a day which was horrible for my mental health I'll tell you that much spoiler alert it's it kills you um and then I also made my old Wii work and I finished the Spongebob Squarepants um video game on the Wii in like one night 
So, yeah, long story short, I was really struggling (laughs) with what was happening to me versus what I was perceiving to happen to other people. And I know you're probably thinking, well, Yasmin, that is not a good enough reason to up and leave everything you know and go to move to another country. And I will agree with you to an extent, but that's just because everybody else is doing something and I feel left out and I feel like my I'm I don't have a purpose. That's not alone enough reason to do something. But I have to give backstory that I've dealt with anxiety for a long time in my life. Um since I was about 12 and decisions for me are my that's what gives me the most anxiety. P- people will say what do you want for dinner and I will actually want to like crawl into myself having to make that decision and I don't I don't mean to be dramatic or to be silly about that it it, you know decisions are really tough for me and that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from did I make the right choice did did my choice affect this path or this path x y and z so even though a lot of the decision did come from okay I need adventure and I need to be doing something and I need something big in my life right now because my life feels empty it also came from a really empowered decision that I made. And so, you know, fast forward a little bit to um, to July and I've, I've spoken to family in the country that I want to move to um, and because I was born in the country that I was, I wanted to move to and, um, and they had all agreed, oh yeah, you can, you can stay here, we'll take care of you, da 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 da, the, like all of the important bits and bobs about the practicalities of it were falling into place so it really just came into me making the decision and so like July I wish I knew the date it would be really romantic if I knew the day day but um I made the decision it was like late at night I was sitting on the floor I had been writing the application for days and for days and for days and you know making sure that answers were perfect and making sure I had the best references and wanting to make sure I gave myself the best chance possible to to be accepted into school and into this program that I really actually had come to want to be involved in and into a field that I really was passionate about at this point. I'd done a lot of research and I'd, I'd watched a lot of documentaries and I was like, I think I can do social work. I think this is I think this is what I'm meant to do. And I guess people don't really talk about clarity moments like that because you kind of you leave you leave high school and if you move on to the workforce or undergrad or whatever you choose to do, you leave whatever that is and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I guess I'm in the world now. And there's not, for me personally at least, there's no moment of clarity of like, oh yes, this is what's happening now. Um, and that was that moment for me. That was that clarity of realizing I wanted to do social work and I wanted to do it abroad. So yeah, late at night on in a on a night in July, and I um I applied to school and I cried. I just I cried and I cried and I cried <clears throat> and I submitted the application. My cat was with me. She was not helpful whatsoever. She was just knocking things off my desk while I'm like having a full blown like sob fest, and um and then I went to bed. <laughs> Which is so anticlimactic. But when you think about it, like, for me, it solidified. Yeah, okay, I just made this decision and that was the right one. And I went to bed. Like, I didn't stay up all night thinking, oh, my God, what am I doing? What have I, what have I decided to do? I've, I've, I, I shouldn't have done that. I've completely ruined everything. Um, 
<clears throat> and yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy next couple of months of of telling people. Um, and I didn't want to tell too many people because, you know, I had to get into school first. It wasn't like I was going to move and then find out, oh, I didn't get into school. Well, now I'm just in a foreign country. So I, I was, ha- you know, my 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 parents knew, my family knew. Obviously, my family in the country that I was moving to knew that I was in the process of trying to get into school. Um, Emily knew. Shout out to Emily. She's also on this podcast. Not right now, though. Um, and... Yeah, so not many people really properly, like they knew I was kind of interested in going to school and I was thinking about it and, um, but not many people knew that I had, you know, properly submitted an application and that kind of thing. And, um, it was a tense few months of waiting and submitting all the proper paperwork because, you know, I had to submit documentation of, of citizenship and driver's licenses and X, Y, and Z, um, and I finally got in in October. I was accepted into school and that was kind of when everything just got into super speed. And um, I, you know, booked flights. I had to book all the proper COVID procedures and um, obviously had to leave the job that I was at when I was back where, where I was living at the time. And um, had to close certain accounts and make sure, sure everything was, was in line. Cause you know, I, again, I was literally leaving the country. I was properly taking myself from one country to the next country. And that is not just something you can decide to do on one night in July. I learned that's okay. Learning experience. I now know what it takes to remove yourself from one place and pop yourself in another one. Um, but that kind of brings me to my next point of, of then telling people and saying like, hey, actually, I, I did get into school and this is happening and I am going. And I was shocked with the amount of resistance I met. And <clears throat> I, not in a bad way. Resistance more in the sense of people who um, people say, are you sure? I, you know, maybe this is something you're doing because you feel stuck because of COVID. We all feel stuck because of COVID. Are you, do you really want this? Like, this is a big decision. And for once in my life, you know, had had I been, had people said this to me, had I been doing anything else before then, I would have been like, oh my God, you're right. What am I doing? And I just would have given up. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to give up. That's plain and simple. That's, that's, that's the truth. I just wasn't ready to give up. And I had maybe, maybe too much of an exaggeration in my head, but I had created this life for myself. And I, in the sense of, I saw this future of me doing something so outside of my comfort zone, but that gave me just so much excitement and, um, and passion for life that I just hadn't had in so long. And, um, yeah, I just told all those people who ever said, well, are you sure? I said, yeah, I am sure. And um, I'm I'm 100% sure and this is what I want. And it's a very gratifying feeling to be able to respond like that to somebody um, who I think to people who expect you not to say stuff like that. And even they're kind of like, oh, okay, well, if you're sure. Um, and so, yeah, I, I told my friends, I told my family, I told my work, I told 
I told anybody who would listen, <laughs> to be honest, just because, you know, it was something so exciting. And I do, and I, I did at the time, and I absolutely now recognize the, the absolute privilege of being able to do what I had done, COVID or no COVID. Not many people can just pack up their lives and go somewhere else because they want adventure and they want something new and they want to study something. Um, and of course that's exacerbated by COVID-19, you know, not a lot of people could say that at all. So I recognize the absolute position of privilege that I was in. And I think that's what really, um, that's what helped the excitement along as well is that I recognized I was in a really lucky and really rare position to be doing what I was doing. Um, and that just made it even more exciting for me that I got to do what I did. Um, so I arrived in my, my new home um, in early February of 2021 and um, I flew over with my mom and, and she stayed for a while and you know it was like one big holiday. Seeing all family, going to all these places, doing kind of touristy things and um, my mom left and I cried that whole night and that, that was for the first time that was when the excitement crested and that was when the adrenaline kind of tapered off just a little bit and I did I sat up in bed all night and I thought oh my gosh what am I what am I doing what why not why did I think I could do this but but can I do this this is this is official because when my mom was still here it was like a holiday it was like, you know, hanging out and going out to eat in restaurants and going shopping and going hiking and seeing all these sites. And my brain was like, well, you're leaving at the end with her. You're getting back on the plane and you're, you're going back home and you're going to go back and do whatever you did before. And that was what got me through that first night alone was that I, I couldn't go back to what I was doing before. I was miserable. I mean, I was in bed watching West Wing or Madam Secretary crying because everybody else seemed like they were figuring it out and we were were, I mean we still are we're in a global pandemic and and it's okay to take that time to think I don't know what's happening next I don't know what I'm gonna do next and now more than ever it's it's so important to give yourself that grace and that was what I had to do I had to give myself that grace Um, And that also translated into giving myself that grace in terms of making new friends, in terms of meeting people, and in terms of the homesickness. Um, The homesickness actually hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think probably because, like like I said, like my whole family is out here, like my extended family, not like my parents, my that kind of family, but like my extended family is all out here. So I'm not properly like alone or anything. Um, and also, you know, in this day and age, social media and and things like FaceTime and Skype and WhatsApp, like they're just godsends. They're amazing. And it's so nice that you can just pick up your phone and be like, yeah, I do want to actually call my mother or I do want to call my best friend or I do want to call this blah, 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 blah. And you can do it at the drop of a hat. Um, and so that has helped the homesickness. I think, you know, I do feel that FOMO. I'll, I'll see pictures of people together and I'll see you know, pictures of Emily doing things with, with new people that she's met or, or people that she's gone to school with. And I, I, I have those minutes where I think to myself, is this friendship going to fall apart? Can this be sustained over us being, you know, 7,000, whatever, hundred million miles away? 
Um, and that was actually a big thing for me personally about doing the podcast was not that I felt like we have to hold on. I mean, I think you can tell from me and Emily's podcast that we unfortunately are tied to our souls are entwined. I don't know. I've always thought about not to absolutely just completely change the subject. And the the four bullet points that I wrote on my computer are glaring at me right now. But I do believe in friend soulmates. And I think Emily and I are friend soulmates. And she's not somebody, you know how some, you have those friends where you don't hear from them for a while and then, but it's awkward to reach out and it's like, oh, I don't, you know, oh, maybe they don't want to hear from me or actually I'm quite peeved they didn't reach out to me. Um, it's not like that with Emily and I and all, at all. Like, yeah, it sucks sometimes we get so busy or we get so whatever that we don't talk for like two or three weeks um, and you do miss that person, but it's like you don't have to go through that awkward like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, sorry, I've been busy. How's it been? Like, it just continues from where it was left off. And so that's what I mean by this podcast is it's been a really nice way for us to have at least some sort of concrete, um, 100% certain time that we do get to sit and chat together, that we do get to talk about things that we find funny or that we're passionate about. Um, and that, that, again, has helped with the homesickness and it's helped with kind of lessen that feeling of, um, and it is, it, it is based in anxiety and it's not based in me properly thinking, um, that our friendship would fall apart. But, um, it's also been a really good, um, encourage, encourager for me to make my own friends here and to, to meet people here. And it was really tough in the beginning because I was only at uni twice a week. Um, and, you know, I thought to myself, well, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to make friends when I'm only seeing them two times a week. Uh, but luckily I did. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. I mean, I've met, I, first off, I just have to give a little shout out to all the people that I'm studying with. Just so smart and kind and amazing people and funny and genuine and nice. And I'm like the luckiest human being in the world that I get to go into social work with these people. Like, these are the people social work needs. Um, so I'm just going to give a quick little shout out to the cohort. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've also made really great friends that um, I I know will continue on through through uni, um, even though I've got a year left. And then, um, well, like a year and a half left, but it's only two years, which is crazy to me. Um, and so, yeah, making new friends in a place is really tough. And I think advice about um you know put yourself out there join groups and stuff I think that's overrated I'm sorry I do think it's overrated because you can put yourself out there and you can go and join groups and you can go do all those things and you know maybe you won't mean anybody because people have pre predisposition people have groups already in their lives and especially when you kind of get to the age that that we're at you know that mid late 20s um, you know, people already have their friendship groups. People already have people that they know and groups that they meet up with and, and work and school and stuff like that. So I, I will say it and I will say it from the rooftops. Don't, don't just put yourself out there. Don't just join groups. It's tough and it sucks. And I felt really alone the first maybe two months. Um, I was doing everything with the family member that I, I'm living with. I was getting so much cabin fever from just constantly being, and this is not a bad thing. I love her very much. She knows that. But I was just getting cabin fever from being stuck with her 24-7 and not feeling as if I could just like call somebody and go hang out with them. 
Um, I was spending a lot of time by myself as well, just kind of going on walks alone. Um, I would just go to the like to the shopping center by myself and just like walk around and then like buy a sweater and leave. Um, and it was really painful. It was really, really hard. And loneliness is, I think, probably one of the most horrible feelings in the world because it is shrouded in so many different feelings. Um, and it, it, sometimes it can be really tough to move past those feelings to recognize that what you're actually feeling is loneliness. And, um, I wasn't homesick properly because I, I love being here and I love this adventure that I'm living in the degree that I'm doing. I recognized it wasn't homesickness. It was loneliness. And naturally with time, you meet people, um, you reconnect with people. I've reconnected with people that I knew when I was a kid. Um, I've met people through school. I've started volunteering at places, you know, so it just kind of happens naturally. And I think that's not necessarily, that's not inherently a bad thing that it happens naturally and it doesn't happen from the get go. And it, I promise you this, I'm sorry, but it doesn't happen from putting yourself out there and joining groups and pushing yourself and not to say that you shouldn't that you should do, hermit yourself and whatever but it is a natural progression and I think I wish for me even though I'm only on month six of living in this country I do wish I'd let that that happen a little bit more naturally than I did and it would have felt a little bit better um and yeah and I've only been speaking for 25 minutes but I'm already tired of the sound of my own voice uh, this is exhausting. How do people do one man podcasts? I guess the nice thing about it is doing it with somebody else is that like when you're just over it, you can just kind of like, and now it's your turn. Like Emily and I recorded the first two ones, um, FaceTime each other, like obviously with the volume down and muted and stuff so that you could tell, like we could tell when one person was kind of running out of brain cells and was like pushing it to the next person. Um, but I have to do that with myself and I have to do that out loud, which is really unfortunate for you, the listener. Um, I have, well, I've, I've gone through my first three bullet points and my last bullet point is just says taking chances. Um, again, I'm fully aware that we're living in a global pandemic and I'm fully aware that taking chances and chasing dreams is a privileged statement. Um, not very many people get to take chances because we live in a world where we're so limited because we've got bills to pay and we've got mouths to feed and we've got mental health to take care of and we've got, um, you know, homes to keep over our heads. And I recognize when I say take a chance and follow a dream that it comes from a place of privilege and of, of just pure luck that I, I was, I'm in this position um, but that being said, um, chances don't have to be big. Taking chances don't have to be big and following dreams don't have to be big. And, you know, who am I kidding? I mean, I took a huge one. I, I, I took, I moved my life halfway across the world and I've moved my life permanently halfway across the world. That's a big chance. But I also think too, like, had I not done this, I would have wanted to have taken small chances with myself and followed small dreams. Um, there's a really cool quote from, um, we're obviously quite big Marvel nerds, Emily and I, 
And I'm sure that's something that we will grace the podcast with at some point. And it's it's probably going to be one that no one's going to want to listen to. I mean, our Marvel rants are just, I think they're great. Watched the first episode of Loki last night. That was so good. Highly recommend. My goodness, that man can do no wrong. Um, but that's moot point. Um, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was just thinking about his hair just now. What was I saying before? See, this is also the issue is that nobody's here to tell me what I was talking about. Um, it's up to myself and my own brain power to like rewind a little bit. Um, oh yes, Marvel. Um, there's a quote from a Marvel show, um, that I used to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also another fantastic show. Oh my goodness. I came into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. over lockdown as well. That was heartbreaking too. Um, and the quote says, the steps that we take, oh, I don't know what it says exactly, but it's something like the steps that we take don't have to be big. They just have to lead us in the right direction or take us in the right direction. And my goodness, do I lead my life by that now? Um, we put so much pressure on ourselves to take these huge steps and to make these big life decisions and to make sure that they're the right life decisions and to make sure that they're spectacular and they're big and they're dramatic and they're exciting. And they don't have to be. They can be as small as you need them to be. They can be teeny tiny. They can move you an inch forward in your life, but they're taking you in the right direction. And um, it's now that my big step is done, my big jump is done, I'm in a foreign country, I've started my degree, I'm halfway through, I'm a quarter way through my degree, whatever, I can't remember, I'm a quarter way through the year. Now that I've done all that, now my steps are purposeful and they're small and it comes in pushing myself to ask a friend out to dinner and, you know, catch up with them. It comes in, you know, learning about something that's previously made me uncomfortable but I want to learn more about and grow in it and it comes in going on a trip by myself somewhere when I've never done that before because I want to explore the area and I want to be brave um, and these small steps are terrifying because they're steps and Sometimes taking that first step is absolutely the scariest thing you've ever done. My goodness, I mean, I started this podcast saying that I cannot make decisions and I still can't, um, but I'm getting better at it. And that's, those are my small steps. I mean, literally me deciding that I want to do something is a small step in the right direction and it is for you as well. Um, and now I feel like I need to start charging for listening to this podcast because I'm giving some really great advice. Um, I could be a guru. What, what do they call those people? Not like health guru, but like, um, I don't know, somebody who you would like. Oh, I could start doing like Instagram quotes. Well, I couldn't, I guess, because I took that quote from a TV show. So it's not even something that I've said. I've just capitalized on a day. Well, I've hit the 30 minute mark, which is really impressive because... I kind of sped through my first two uh, bullet points by like minute eight and thought to myself, oh God, this is not going to go well. But it has gone relatively okay. I can't tell you where I've gone. I, I, I really couldn't tell you if I've followed the, the path that I've wanted to follow, if I've done what I needed to do. But all I know is that I did it and I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so um, that's it for, for us this week. Um, join Emily and I next week when we have the big cry. I'm just kidding.
I haven't had the big cry in a while. I don't know about Emily. We did have a floor crisis the other day. That's when you get on the floor and you pop a really, really like, like something soul searching, like, um, like a, like a Lewis Capaldi, a Novo Amore, a Dermot, um, Kennedy, is that his name? Kennedy? I think Dermot Kennedy. I don't know if I'm absolutely making somebody up, but you pop like one of those songs that just like, it's you in the gut. And then you just lie on the floor and you think about space. I watched a 45 minute video the other day about how the universe is eventually going to expand um, or crush. Um, but that's like trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of years away. So I didn't feel so worried about it anymore. Um, I mean, I guess I won't even be there, which saying that I think I need to get on the floor and play some Novo more. Uh, well, good. Well, I don't know. I'm guessing I'm going to go back to watching The Resident. That's my new thing. Just, I just sit and watch The Resident all day. Thanks Disney Plus for that one, for putting, popping it on. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, I really love talking about the big journey that I made because I'm proud of myself for it. And I'm proud of myself for doing it and for pushing myself to be brave. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, Emily and I will be back next week to talk about, oh, goodness knows, whatever, something. But it won't just be me trying to wiggle my way around a podcast for 33 minutes. Eh, we did it. All right. Well, that's me sorted. And uh, 110% lost the plot at this point. So see you guys next time.